Hello, my name is Tom Boone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Simple Flying Podcast, where we usually give you the lowdown on the latest news from the world of commercial aviation. This week, I'm joined by Chris Sutter, CEO of Eventsys Aviation, to talk about the passenger to freight conversion market. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Tom. Thank you for having me. No worries. Thank you for being here. So, um, you know, we, we were chatting and uh, you've moved into the freighter market kind of as a result of the boom of freight during COVID. Um, I wondered if you could quickly start by um, describing, you know, the pandemic's impact on freight and uh, why you made the jump from um, sort of uh, passenger-focused cabins to freighters. Well, that was, you know, COVID were very interesting times uh, during the pandemic, uh, especially for aviation, there were many situations we never faced as a as an industry as a whole. And, um, and it forced many of us to think very quickly in our feet, um, what the next steps were. And in terms of cargo, obviously, uh, at the time, and still is nowadays, part of the global cargo is moved by what we call belly freight in the industry or spur capacity in the cargo hold of a commercial aircraft. And obviously, with the pandemic, when the commercial aviation came to a halt, um, there was a, there was a lot of capacity that was lost in terms of freighter, and at the same time, the um, basically confinement and, and the pandemic it, it required, or the lockdown, as we call it in the UK, uh, forced a lot of people to buy online. So, and and, and there's a lot of also you know personal protection equipment that has to be shifted from you know as a globalized world from manufacturing countries in the Far East. So if you combine all that together, it meant that the cargo capacity was was going through um, a huge demand, and there was there was no much of it available. So it became very apparent that something needed to be done in terms of support the effort of you know global shifting of, of goods and and protection equipment for medical reasons and uh, boosting the um, freighter capacity. So I think at that time. I thought it was the right the right moment to do the shift from commercial aviation, which obviously, as everyone knew at the time, it came to a halt. But also, new program developments and and, and everything that was ongoing at the time uh, also came to a halt um, globally. And I realized very quickly there was a need in the market to be covered, but not only for the short term, because at some point we were all hopeful that the COVID was coming going to come to an end, but also from the long term point of view where um, the cargo conversion markets was basically targeting a single type of design and the market was a bit more um, separated um, with the drive of e-commerce, obviously a multiple mission aircraft, which is a you know a very heavy conversion, um, might not necessarily be the most adequate type of aircraft to fly it. So I realized very quickly that there were, there were niches in the markets that could be covered with specific conversion, uh, passenger to freight conversion designs that obviously started with COVID, but then in our case, it quickly evolved into a portfolio solutions to target this mid to long-term market. So I think that at the time, I just had a career 22 years in commercial aviation. The future was quite uncertain in commercial aviation. And I thought that, you know, I could put my my experience and skill sets to better use into the uh, passenger to freight to conversion sector, which was, you know, starting to gear up as a very exciting pipeline to the future. So um, that's eventually why I, I did the switch from one sector to another. And I'm still still pretty much enjoying working in the cargo sector. Mm. And I found it really interesting just then that you um, said the co- uh, commercial aviation sector was looking uncertain, because that kind of leads into my next question. So 
Um, I've, talking to quite a few airline CEOs recently, um, you know, I'll use uh, Aristana's Peter Foster as an example. You know, at, at the height of COVID, they were talking about converting some of their 767s to freighters. And then a couple of months ago, I chased him up on this and he said, oh, you know, actually, we're seeing cargo demand uh, drying up as COVID sort of disappears so that we're not interested in that. So um, I wondered if you could briefly talk about, from your point of view, the future of um, the cargo market in in that sort of regard. I think that that's very interesting because I, w- I would like to separate the short term outlook of the cargo market or the demand of the cargo market into dedicated freighter capacity um, and the mid to long term. I think that we, when we started Avensis Aviation almost three years ago, we knew very well that the craze of um, COVID driven demand in the freighter sector was not going to last. Um, and at some point, the sector, the, the cargo sector was going to consolidate and and some of the new starters and new operators or some of the companies that they diverted their business strategy from, let's say, pure passenger into opening a cargo, uh, a cargo division might not necessarily go forward when the passenger demand um, was predicted to come back. I think to what has happened is the combination of, of a global situation that no one could envisage uh, beyond COVID, which is obviously the conflict in Ukraine, um, the interest rates going out, uh, going up, sorry, inflation, um, fuel crisis, all of those effects obviously are starting to calm down, uh, luckily, um, and, and there's a direction forward in which, for instance, fuel prices are coming down again. But the combination of that with an unprecedented uh, recovery or quick quicker recovery than predicted for the passenger sector has made short-term or very short-term investments and in switching from passenger to freighter not really so sustainable as it could have been at the beginning of the pandemic. But that's the nature of the business. And for us, it was very clear that we had to ride the uh, or ride sorry the um, the COVID wave, but then we had to have a long-term plan as a company because you couldn't expect surviving. On providing certain type of passenger to freighter conversions that will no longer be required once the passenger demand is back. So coming back to your point, um, the important for us is obviously that the market in the mid to long term it is strong. The market, the market in terms of requesting certain type of certain numbers of passenger to freighter conversions. Um, obviously, the um, the actual traffic in in the cargo sector, the yields. Um, uh, have come down to a more consolidated value, something more similar to pre-COVID dates, because obviously the, the rates that were commanding during the COVID, the height of the pandemic was were not sustainable, obviously. Um, but the market long-term requires replacement of an aging fleet. The cargo airplanes, we all know that if you don't buy them brand new, you usually take an asset that already has between 10 to 15 years of operation, then you convert it back to a pass, to a freighter, uh, which means that your your life expectancy of that airframe can be around 25 years, 30 years, depending on your maintenance. Um, so that means that there is a cycle that needs renovation. And we come into that cycle. We have retirements of MD-11s, which were a fantastic cargo airplane. Uh, 747s obviously came out of the production line with the last one being a freighter. But also there's an there's a, there's a increasing number of aging 747-400 freighters that needs to be replaced. Um, and the fit stock for aircraft like 767 has quickly depleted. So there's no much you can do in terms of future conversions to 767s. 
So that means that you either need brand new freighters or you need to swap into another platform, um, or at least in the, in the medium body, uh, medium segment wide bodies like an Airbus A330 or 340 that provide that platform going forward in terms of feedstock. Um, so from our point of view, we were not surprised that the market in terms of conversions was going to cool off a bit. Uh, it was on our predictions as a business model. That's why we just tapped into um, a scalable portfolio of conversions that could be upgraded to the full door conversion, which is what the market will be requiring in the in the medium to long term. So I think just to close this question, uh, there was a time that everyone was um, with the asset values or the aircraft values being so low at the time during the, the height of the pandemic, everyone thought that creating a cargo airline was kind of a flavor of the month and everyone jumped at it. But we all know that, you know, airlines needs to ride a wave uh, and market fluctuations. So we were not surprised that many of those short-term prospects that they were requiring a conversion ASAP were not going to last coming out of the pandemic. So I think that hopefully for us, we anticipated that maneuver within our product and market strategy. But yeah, I think that I second the point now things have calmed down um, quite a lot versus the height of the pandemic. But we all kind of knew that was the direction that things were going anyway. Mm. And um, sort of dialing a bit more now into Avensis, um, your flagship product is called uh, Navis. I wondered if you could just sort of give our listeners a brief overview of um, what exactly this this entails. Because we were a company that started creating a portfolio product solutions, I would like to take it one step back. We, this, we Part of our brand positioning strategy was also created brands for our products. Because obviously before it was just a simple type of passenger to freighter conversions with the COVID, the portfolio diversified into several different types of conversions. So Navis for us, it's one of the brands, one of our product brands in terms of conversions. Like you said, it's, we call it the flagship because it's the, the most uh, complex um, conversion. And that basically entails to have a, a, a main deck uh, cargo door just to load pallets and containers. And uh, obviously, the incorporation of a cargo loading system to move those pallets and containers inside the the cargo the the cargo cabin, and it incorporates a series of others uh, design features which are based in our um, portfolio. So, what I'm saying this portfolio is that we have a an engineering family approach. So when we started with the entry-level conversions that we used to call levies, that's not in the catalog anymore because that's obviously EAS exemptions stop this, this freighter type of conversions. We develop a conversion of Class E type without the main cargo door. We invented that concept that didn't exist before, um, and it's called Medius, and it shares the engineering modifications in terms of the environmental control system and fire detection system to be in the Class E. It shares it with Medius LF, which features a lift, or it shares it with Navis as well, which also adds the doors in the CLS. So it's a modular approach to design. Coming to Navis, we call it our flagship because it is the product that um, we always wanted to develop for the medium to long-term um, solution in the passenger to freight sector, which essentially is adding a main deck cargo door. And the reason why I'm saying this is when the pandemic started, there were many you know, leasing companies that had an excess of fleet that was not flying but that didn't want to commit to convert that aircraft permanently into freighter aircraft, adding the door in the CLS, just like the Navis, or some of the aircraft that our competitors have been doing for some time. Um, 
because they didn't know what the future was going to have in store. And they might need that flexibility to lease that aircraft as a passenger after the cargo market calmed down a bit. So that's where we started Medius, which was a full class E cargo uh, compartment, but fully reversible. And it didn't have the main cargo door. And then you can scale it up all the way down to Navis in case that, you know, if you're, if you're an operator that you grow your cargo business and you need now to tap into pallets and containers, you will need a full cargo door. And that's what something that Navis offers. Or if you don't need to operate that aircraft anymore as a cargo airplane and you need to convert it back to passenger config, that's basically you can take the other direction and you can do that with the medias. So Navis, we call it the flagship because it's actually the full conversion cargo um, airplane by adding the door to CLS, classy system. And once you make that decision, obviously that aircraft will finalize their their life, their from life as a, a operating in a, in a freighter configuration. It's not reversible anymore. That's why we just call it the top of the range. Um, and 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 for us, obviously, in the market before, there only existed this this type of one or another conversion. As in, you go for freighter and you stay as a freighter. I think we were one of the first company, if not the first, to do actually the first to do the classy compartment without a main cargo door. They give you that option, and then we build up the portfolio. of of passengers to freighter conversions all the way up to Navis, which is what we call the flagship. Hmm. And um, reading on your website, it says that you've got the first of its kind um, fully electrically operated plug type main deck cargo door. So um, I was wondering, you know, that to me, that doesn't actually mean so much. So I was wondering if you could explain, you know, <laughs> what makes it um, the first of its kind and how it differs to, you know, a, a standard um, cargo door. <laughs> no, no, no problems. I think that, you know, sometimes, you know, car, um, cargo market is, is very specific and aviation, we like a bit of jargon and, and, and acronym. So it's absolutely it's absolutely fine. Um, when it comes to plug type, it's the, the, the door design differs from other existing P2F conversions on, on Airbus A330, for instance, for instance, because the door has a locking mechanism that it's impossible to open it um, in flight when the, the cabin is pressurized. So normal cargo door, they open outwards as a canopy type door, just like ours. Um, but they have to use a triple locking electrohydraulic mechanism system. Um, because obviously the more you pressurize the cabin, the more that pressure inside the cabin tends to open the door out, outwards. And that's, you know, we there were some unfortunate incidents a few years ago with um, 757s from a major cargo operator that had one of those cargo doors open in flight. Luckily, nothing happened in terms of the crew and they could they could emerge and land the aircraft with no life losses. But um it is one of those ironies that the more you pressurize the 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 calving, the more the door tries to open. Um because you, you're essentially doing a large aperture in the fuselage of the aircraft. Uh it's not it's not like a passenger door. So the plug type means that it has a design that locks the door into the frame. Um and if you don't open the door inwards first to go over this locking mechanism to open it outboard afterwards, the door would not be able to be opened. Um, and the more you pressurize it, the more the locking mechanism locks itself. So that and inadvertently mid-flight opening um, would never happen because it's a mechanically locked system that turns into a plug door. Kind of similar idea like Boeing aircraft had back in the day when you had a slightly larger door than the actual frame. So you have to articulate it in a very specific manner to open the door inwards the aircraft before you open it uh, outwards, which is you have in 737s and 74s and things like that, um, on aircraft like that, sorry. So it's 
it's kind of a similar concept, but applied to a um, a full main deck cargo door. And it's electrically operated because of the design of the door. We don't use electrohydraulic systems like normal doors are, are operated. Um, it is a lighter system because we remove the hydraulics, which it um, removes maintenance and, and weight and moving parts. Um, and we're fine enough to say not the block type, but the fully electric operated uh, door has been announced by Airbus on their A350 freighter as, a, as an innovation. So we were just quite happy to say that Airbus was following the same path. Um, <laughs> if, if, if not the, the, the plug door, at least the fully electrically operated. Mm. And um, sort of talking on the, the 350 while we're there, um, how difficult is it going to be in the future to, um, to convert cargo aircraft with, uh, say, a composite fuselage of, the, uh, of um, aircraft as opposed to metal? Because in metal, you know, I, I understand you've got to be quite careful not to uh, over or un, uh, stress the frame while you're cutting a hole, but essentially it's, it's uh, to me, it seems a lot easier to cut a hole in metal than composite. Well, I think not to you. I think to everyone in the industry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, I think the 350 is a fantastic aircraft. I like to start opening like that um, to, to make that comment about the airframe. I worked on it on the passenger version on several different configurations for airlines I worked in the past, and it is a fantastic aircraft. Um, Composite-wise, it, it, it relies heavily on composite, but as far as my knowledge goes, it's not necessarily around the main structure of the fuselage. Um, so you could work on a 350 in a conversion in a in a more friendly way in terms of cutting a, the primary structure than you could do, for instance, in a Boeing 787, which is almost fully, um, you know, um, plastic with um, carbon um, fiber reinforcement, as, as Boeing technically, technically calls it. Um, it's a different production process, a different type of airframe. So when it comes to 350, obviously, you have challenges because it's a far more advanced technologically wise aircraft than than the previous generation for instance 330s which is fully aluminium and obviously composite in some areas that not not what we touch essentially flying surfaces i think um but when it comes to the door modification it it is not as a complex platform as it could be a 787s because the area you you supposedly need to uh, modify it in terms of primary structure is still pretty much aluminium based or aluminium alloy based um but yes, I think the composite manufacturing of fuselage, if it's a higher percentage like 787, complicate things greatly um, because um, essentially the if you modified or let's say in, in layman's terms, if you cut the hole and it doesn't work, you just write off the whole fuselage in one go. Um, whereas in in an, in an aluminium or metallic alloy-based aircraft, the type of constructions with, you know, um, Strangers and reinforcements allows you to do a repair of that area, which is something that composite aircraft is so way much more complex to do. Um, but yes, I think that's one of the reasons why you haven't seen a 787 freighter aircraft <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yet, at least with a full cargo door installed on it. Mm. Well, we can one day maybe with the advance of technology, who knows? Um, in terms of Avensis, you know, what what should we be looking out for in in the future from you guys? Well. We have launched um, the what we call our long-term strategy products, which is Medius 11 Navis. Uh, both products are tapping into the cargo uh, air freight market using pallets and containers. Um, our our you know, intermediate product called Medius 
it was a first class e without the cargo door but that meant it, it is a manual loading product so uh, obviously when when you need to grow your your op- operation and uh, tap into the logistic networks uh, in the air freight using uh, standardized containers and pallets you need you need the ability to load them in the in the main deck and we have two products then again we are the only company that had two different technical avenues to achieve that one of them is a tried and tested main deck cargo door obviously our design is different we talked about the block type already but conceptually wise it still means that you have a large aperture in the fuselage and a cargo door to load the car uh, the pallets and containers and that's a permanent modification going back to the lift the medius 11 basically features two lift one in the forward section one in the aft section of the aircraft and that lift basically connects the cargo hold or the lower or the belly hold with the main deck so that means you can load palletized uh, and containerized cargo through the belly and then lift it up into the main deck without the need of the main cargo door what it does obviously it gives you the ability to tap into pallets and containers as i mentioned earlier without permanently modifying the primary structure of the aircraft so if you decide to return it back to passenger configuration you have that option medius family is all about the ability to be able to reverse that configurations where navis it isn't so you have a, let's say a, a top of the range conversion with a door and the, and the step below um as two options so we have launched both of them um then again like i said they share the same engineering um familiarity concept so most of the systems designed and certified for medias are rollover for medias 11 navis um and obviously the main difference is is the way that you achieve loading the cargo into the main cargo deck let's say at the moment obviously the uh, in the market we are the only company offering two different avenues two different technical solutions to achieve that with obviously their own different um there are different features or, or performance characteristics going for them Mm. And I guess uh, sort of one final question maybe for me to wrap it up, um, talking about the two different avenues that you have, um, what is the sort of percentage demand for, you know, the permanent um, conversion um, compared to the temporary, you know, we can go back to passenger if we want conversion? During COVID, obviously, the, the demand was higher on the um, reversible conversions because that was a flexibility to, to you know, operate your asset in either configuration, depending where the market was going. Now we're seeing a uh, uh, direction going into the more permanent conversions because we're talking to medium to long-term uh, fleet growth support and fleet replacement of aging freighters. Um, having this option that it's still reversible uh, on, on the, on the um, pallets and containers, that's something new that wasn't, wasn't in the market um, before COVID. And um, we've seen a lot of interest in certain type of aircraft platform uh, let's not forget the fact that you, you're, you're taking an aircraft that then needs to be um, modified into a freighter and that changes the asset value and obviously you have to get a re- return for investment of that conversion. There are certain aircraft type that adding a door makes them extremely expensive as a freighter. Uh, so having a, a, a lift in between, it's it's a less um, expensive conversion and gives you that possibility of of tapping into the full air freight pallets and container market without committing to such a large financial decision where could potentially be the door um so the market obviously is, is has reacted in a very positive way way for us for media's alert but in certain specific aircraft type whereas the 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 other the navis door has a more broad appeal in into the wide body segment if that makes sense it does it does so um 
Well, thank you so much for your time today, Chris. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. No worries. That's all for today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and we welcome any feedback at editorial at simpleflying.com. For more great content, you can visit our website at simpleflying.com or find us on social media. Simply search for Simple Flying. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating on your favorite podcast player. 